This is a CBC podcast. It took a while, but Canada's premiers did get a deal with Ottawa on health care, and Premier Scott Moe says that was never really in doubt. I don't think anybody, at least Saskatchewan, isn't considering walking away from any increase in, in the healthcare space. It's all needed, uh, and, it's, and, and we do need to you know, look at how we are delivering healthcare and are there better ways for us to ultimately deliver that healthcare to shorten our surgical wait times, to open up uh, access. That's Scott Moe after Premiers negotiated a new health care deal with Ottawa this week. For more on that and other political news, we've reached our panel. Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan. Marie Madrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader Post and Saskatoon Star Phoenix. And they both join us weekly at this time. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Adam, what is the new deal? Well, that's uh, ten over ten years, one hundred ninety-six billion dollars. Although uh, a lot of that money is not new, it's part of uh, already agreed to uh, Canada Health Transfer Escalators. I won't get into all of it, but Saskatchewan's going to see uh, roughly uh, five point nine billion, and then it's that that goes up to uh, over six billion when you include long-term care, continuing care money, and money for mental health and addictions. Uh, it amounts to about a two percent increase uh, across the country, uh, which Scott most false you know well short of what premiers have been asking for they wanted 28 billion dollars more annually as part of the canada health transfer in addition to you know the the bilateral agreements they already have so uh the premiers were disappointed last week when they uh heard the plan from the federal government but as you heard from premier scott mo they were in no position to turn this money down two billion dollars will be coming to the provinces uh split up uh right away as part of you know some some emergency health care uh funding the premier says that this money will be used to accelerate and expand uh, things that have already been agreed to in Saskatchewan or things that they're already working on, like uh, reducing surgical wait times and hiring more healthcare staff across the province. Murray, what stood out for you in the premier's response to this deal? Well, it was what actually stood out for me was that it was gracious and reasoned and the kind of thing that we don't normally hear in relation to uh, this premier and most premiers in relation to healthcare discussions in Ottawa. Uh, Adam's right. Obviously, they have uh, no, they, Premier Scott Moe had no opportunity to turn it down. He might complain about a 2% increase, but if you do the math on those $500 uh, checks we just received as an adult in Saskatchewan, uh, the total of 400 and some odd is actually more than 2% of the health uh, uh, budget in this province. So it's really hard for the uh, premiers like Scott Moe to plead poverty. Uh, I think that we saw some good things from Scott Moe this week about moving forward on retention, uh, recruitment, reducing surgical wait times, finding efficiencies in the health system that they've been clamoring for and haven't been terribly successful uh, uh, in finding in my long lifetime, Steph. Uh, we we actually also heard some smarter things about some stupid things. And the stupid things that we were hearing was this distraction over uh, health digital ID that Scott Moe said at one point or the other, along with Daniel Smith, was not going to be part of or a condition of the health deal. Well, Scott Moe came out on Monday and said, well, it never was and we couldn't do that anyway. And I guess that begs the question, well, why were you talking about it in the first place? And I guess we'll get into that. But 
it, it's sort of one of the long-standing problems. Too much of, of health uh, uh, funding and the operations of government is attracted by uh, is distracted by the big P politics. And I'm just glad to see that Scott Mo at least moved a little bit away from that on Monday. Yeah, Adam. Let's talk more about uh, digital ID and some of the criticism that Murray alludes to there. I've seen it floating around on Twitter, but I haven't fully understood what the debate is. Yeah, it's something that's uh, kind of sprung up in the last number of months. Uh, let's call it, you know, the convoy right or the the groups that are are um, are pushing this sort of uh, digital ID uh, th- th- thought that you know the the federal government is is creating this digital ID that it wants your personal health information and the provinces are in a position to share that. Uh, the premier says that's not the case and never was the case, and he says that he received a couple hundred letters asking him not to tie uh, agreeing to healthcare funding. To to this digital ID, he says, you know, this uh, healthcare information is between the patient and the and the and the doctor. That the federal government doesn't want access to your to your personal health information. They never did want it, and this was never going to be a condition of uh, of this deal. And the the federal government. Uh, has has also pushed back on this as well. Uh, Premier Scott Moe saying that the health information the federal government wants from the provinces is is about you know surgical uh, numbers and uh, how many doctors there are, things like that, not personal health information. Um, this is something that Nadine Wilson from the Saskatchewan United Party has has brought up in question period. She's raised questions about digital ID, which were thrown back once the province was creating uh, uh, trying to create a digital ID, but that has kind of been put on the back burner. Um, and this week, Press Progress had a story uh, about Joseph Borgo, who's a Saskatchewan uh, businessman who's donated to the Saskatchewan Party in the past and is now donating to the Saskatchewan United Party. Uh, the Emergencies Act Committee uh, heard that Mr. Borgo donated money for hotel rooms in Ottawa during the convoy. And uh, and so there's there's a tie-in there. Um, but as it goes for digital IDs, the, the Premier says there, there never was a, a, anything on the table about this and that there's personal health personal health information was never going to be shared with the federal government, and that's not part of any sort of plan. Murray, you colonized about this today. Yeah, it seems my job to debunk batty notions these days. <laughs> and, and and this is another one. As the premier said, uh, they don't. They as government do not have access to that information. That stays private. In terms of individual specific micro information between the patient and doctor, uh, the government has has broad figures in terms of various issues that are helpful in identifying needs in the health system, but no individual information. So they couldn't legally share it and don't have it anyway. So the question becomes, why were you and Daniel Smith actually even talking about it? Well, why you and Daniel Smith were actually talking about was for the reasons that uh, Adam just described, because it plays into that right-wing politics. And Scott Moe is trying to maintain the big right-wing tent, and he's losing some of that support, both financial and voter, to the Saskatchewan United Party. So every now and then he throws out these weird batty notions that, once again, we have to debunk, because the Premier said it, uh, that the this is an issue. Well, at least the Premier said this week that it wasn't an, uh, uh, an issue, which is exactly what the Premier should be doing, whether it cost him votes on the right or not. He needs to be doing more and uh, more and uh, more of this stuff, because I think, frankly, we're tired of doing it by ourselves. Adam, we also heard more about Saskatchewan's sustainability pitch. What can you tell us about it? 
Yeah, this is an ad campaign that the government launched in November on online. You might have seen the ads on YouTube uh, and Facebook, things like that. Um, and now it's really expanded to uh, every airport really in, in Canada, 10 airports across the country. If you're traveling at all, you'll see these uh, sustainable Saskatchewan ads with facts and figures and you know green coloring. And that's something that the premier saying is, is to uh, bring awareness to the Saskatchewan's industries to help attract business and, and right now there's a focus on agriculture he said it will turn to mining oil and gas to other industries in the province um, the criticism of this from from the environmental point of view is that sustainability means uh, different things to different people so what it means to the provincial government in this ad campaign is much different than what it means to environmentalists and conservationists who say that you know the, the province isn't practicing sustainability in the true form and that what they're uh, telling people is is old facts and figures on emissions reductions and isn't saying enough about what it's doing uh, now and in the future and what it needs to do. Environmental Society sent a statement to us this week saying that the province needs to be more aggressive on uh, getting to net zero, for getting away from fossil fuels, and that would be true sustainability, not what they're pitching in these videos. Murray, what do you make of that? There's a huge reality gap, there's a huge perception gap, and there's a huge logic gap. The logic of this province is that we are unfortunately a resource-based province uh, province that mines, that uh, that uh, pumps oil and gas, and that farms, and that all those activities are going to add greenhouse gas under the current circumstances. To reach the levels that many environmentalists want us to reach in terms of reducing greenhouse gas means a significant reduction, if not a shutdown of some of these industries, depending on whom you talk to in the environment industry. And I get that. We're not performing terribly well in Saskatchewan compared to other jurisdictions that don't have the problem. But as Premier Scott Moe has consistently said, we are doing better than elsewhere in the world. We're doing better in China. We're doing better in Russia. We're doing better than India. We're doing better than a lot of countries that have way more problems uh, because they don't have the capacity to do innovative things that reduce uh, greenhouse gas emissions that we and, and that are good for the environment that we have been doing in Saskatchewan. The problem being is we're not really having a serious conversation about what we can do and still maintain core industries in this province that we need to. And yesterday we were doing more stories about immigrants not wanting to stay in Saskatchewan because of lack of job opportunities. These are the job opportunities that sadly we have in Saskatchewan. If we want people to stay here or come here, we really do need to think about what how they're going to be employed. Now, the problem being is that someone's got to give in terms of their perception on uh, on on what we're doing in this particular area, and neither the environmental side or the industry side seems terribly eager to do that. You guys, it's always good to talk with you. Thanks very much for your time this morning. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.